What's going on there, podcast community? Matthew Johnson, back at it again with another episode of Dementia in Black and White. In this week's episode, I will talk about Mom on the Mend. She is back home. She is recovering. She is in an environment where people actually understand dementia, her family, surrounded by loved ones. I think that's the medicine that she needed. Let's hear what the latest is in this week's episode of Dementia in Black and White. All right, so this week's episode could have easily also been titled Free at Last, Free at Last. Thank God Almighty, we're free at last. And free from what? Free from the system, the hospital, the doctors, and all of that. Where, yes, we were there in order to get help, to get assistance. But when it comes to someone with dementia... It is a little difficult to navigate the system in order to get the same help that you would want to get if you didn't have dementia. As I've said before, that the hospital is good maybe for broken leg, heart, disease, defibrillator, something like that. But when we're talking about when you're, when a person is elderly, probably just in general, when a person is elderly, there is a difference in terms of how that individual should be treated, how that individual should receive care. And even though we may be talking about the same care that someone who is not senior, who does not have uh, comorbidities or does not have some other things that, uh, need to, I don't know, be on the radar for the care provider, in that case, the professional medical person. It makes it a a little more difficult, a little more challenging. And so that was our experience there in the hospital. And so now that she's home, it is certainly just a better environment. I can tell that she is doing much better. And of course, there's something about No one can care for your loved one the way you can care for your loved one. That might be at play here uh, as well. But I I also think it's systemic. And and you'll hear about why that is the case when you hear me later talk about the physical therapist and the nurse's aide that are now coming to the house to continue the care. And so if you don't know, when you are released from the hospital and it's I guess it's in general with anyone who has a condition or an issue where they need to have some rehabilitation or they're you know again not where they were when they went into the hospital my mom's case she had been in a bed and most of the time actually restrained to the bed constrained to the bed tied to the bed with restraints um, for two weeks 
And so not having gotten up to walk, not having gotten up to use the bathroom, even though that's where she was before going into the hospital, they assigned a nurse, a physical therapist and a nurse's aide, all covered with the insurance to come by the house and the nurse would come by once a week, the physical therapist twice a week, the nurse's aide twice a week. The nurse's aide would do bathing and uh, changing of the clothes. I even think she changed the sheets, you know, that would be part of uh, her duties. It's a her in this case. And the nurse would just kind of keep track of her vitals, you know, making sure that um, she's still healthy. And the purpose, the reason why the insurance company would be willing to pay for that on a short term basis, that's not anything that, you know, can continue indefinitely. Because, of course, when you're dealing with someone with dementia, be ideal to have a nurse coming into the house, a nurse's aide coming into the house. And just because you need that as part of the care, otherwise that falls on the loved one to do that. So having it as part of the discharge plan from the hospital is a good benefit. And the reason I was going to say that the hospital or the insurance company would be willing to pay that in this case, Medicare, but other insurers, I'm sure is that it will be cheaper for them because what you want to avoid is sending this person home who has just had a hospital stay and now they're in a weakened state to have them have something happen at home that would have them go back to the hospital. Haven't gotten the hospital bill yet, but maybe I'll do a podcast on that when that comes in. I'm sure it's going to be interesting. But I would imagine a hospital stay is something on the order of four or $5,000 a day. Right. And so if you're if you can pay a nurse's aide and a nurse and a physical therapist, you know, uh, hundreds of dollars per day versus thousands of dollars per day. And it's not even per day, by the way, it may get, you know, two hundred and fifty dollars an hour for the nurse. And they're only here for an hour. I'm not sure how they bill. They might bill for two hours every time. I don't know, because that's 100 percent covered by the insurance. But whatever that is, that's cheaper then a hospital stay is the key. And so the goal for them is to monitor the person to make sure that they are continuing to improve at home and hopefully help the caregiver lay the home out, make sure the home is conducive for a recovery versus, say, a falling and a breaking of a hip or some other injury as a result of um you know, that continuing care not happening. So, uh, again, that usually is around some financial incentive why an insurance company would want to provide this extra additional care for you. And that is it. And it makes sense. So anyway, we have that set up and we've had the uh, PT person. They've come by at least three times now. The nurses aid also about three or four times actually was out today. So I think today was the fourth day and it is really the same thing. The same thing as the, every position in the hospital, uh, the PT is, you know, the first time they came out, couldn't get mom to do anything. And so, you know, they didn't really try alternatives. They didn't really, um, approach her again at the level where she is. And a person with dementia is got a different brain 
level brain functioning going on. So their just communication skill level, the communication style is going to be different than, you know, somebody who just had a hip surgery and maybe their rehab for physical therapy specifically uh, is just that you need. You can talk to them and you can say, all right, raise your leg like this all right, uh, stand and twist this way or whatever. And the person would do it. But with the person with dementia, I did that already is what mom would say. Well, we need you to just, uh, you know, sitting in the bed, lift your leg up and down, up and down like this. I've already done that, mom would say. And then for the physical therapist, well, she's not cooperating with my instructions. And so that first time she left and, you know, scheduled the next time, comes back the next time. And so I and my daughter were like right there with her. And we are essentially trying to demonstrate what mom can do, what we know she's able to do because she does it when there's no physical therapist around. And it's, you know, some of the things that they're asking. In fact, mom on her own had stood up on her own, you know, with her own pulling up on something, her own weight, and was able to take a couple of steps to the wheelchair on her own. Now, she couldn't walk to the bathroom, but she could at least do that. But not necessarily for the therapist when the therapist is asking, you know, what can you do or show me what you can do. And so it was really us being the dementia whisperer, if you will, for the physical therapist. The physical therapist would say, you know, can you do this? And so what we did this time was we put on the music, the Motown that mom likes. And so she's sitting up on the side of the bed and then she's already kind of, you know, snapping her fingers and swaying from side to side, you know, essentially doing some bed dancing. And then the physical therapist said, well, can you, you know, kind of do this high knee stepping thing to the beat? And mom was doing that. No problem. So, Having the physical therapist, in this case, with us as the family members, knowing how to get mom to move and then adding what she needed, the physical therapist, to see in terms of exercising and whatnot, to identify what her strength is and how far along she is, required that barrier to be broken down with the uh Dementia, breaking through the dementia. But in terms of the, I guess, the normal course of business, it is really if we can't communicate with the person, then we don't see a need to continue with the service. That's kind of the mindset. But we broke through there. And so we were able to get that done. But the same thing happened with the nurse's aide who came to, you know, bathe mom. That is definitely a very touchy no pun intended area for my mother, this bathing. She is, you know, again, of the mindset, doesn't need it, already has taken a bath, can bathe herself, doesn't want anybody touching her. She's still modest, I guess, about, you know, taking off her clothes, you know, certainly in front of me as her son, but really in front of anybody. And who isn't everyone, of course, is modest about their body and getting naked and all of that just in front of some rando coming in and saying, all right, I'm here to bathe you. Take your clothes off. What? Who? Ain't about to bathe me. I can do it myself, you know, is my mother's mindset. And so when the first day the person came, 
nothing happened with her. We were still doing, you know, the bathing and all that. Then the second day, we again almost did it completely, but we uh, were there. My mother, my me and my daughter, to guide that nurse's aide through the process and kind of talk mom into calming down and, you know, using a real calm voice. And even still, it wasn't right away. It wasn't just, you know, just because I said, mom, let's get undressed and do this bathing with this person that you don't know. You know, it wasn't automatic. It was still a process and we still had to kind of take it one step at a time, but got it done. And then, so the third time, that was the first two times, first, third time, same thing, couldn't get the cooperation. And of course, we're also trying to find the sweet spot for mom when she, you know, first wakes up. Is that the best time if she's up and out of the bed and in a chair trying to get her back in the bed? And that's what it was that third time. It was just a challenge to try to get her back in the bed. And so that nurse's aide said, if next week, Referring to today, uh, we can't get her to bathe or I can't bathe her. Then I'm just going to cancel this part of the service. We won't come out anymore. And I don't know if that's, again, part of the rules and regulations. Don't know much about this stuff. But it's just one of those things that you have to either accept, try to fight, try to understand. And, of course, I'm almost out of fight at this point. It's just so much to try to learn and uh, work through that. It's just like, yeah, it ain't really that much of a help anyway. Ideally, what I was thinking is that you could come and you can do that and give us a break so that we don't have to be involved with that process. But as it's turning out, it appears we do have to be involved with the process. But in either case, so made it through again uh, today with another session. And so it's just that what I feared, I guess, about the hospital and the doctors and the nurses there and the PT and OT in the hospital having this barrier and not being able to break through the barrier of caring for someone with dementia and providing the service that they are you know, paid to provide, that the insurance is covering for them to provide, doesn't happen automatically, even in the home environment. It is still very much a partnership that we have to have in order to get the service. And I really do wonder again whether or not the added benefit of having the person here is really worth it at this point, because we have to do so much that we could really do it ourselves. And we have to, you know, other days anyway, because mom is still incontinent. So there's that changing and whitewashing and all of that that has to be done on a daily basis and with the walking and, uh, you know, going to the bathroom, uh, my youngest daughter, she came in town for a few days. Uh, of course she's busy with her life and all of that, but came in, my oldest daughter had already been helping or whatever, but they, the two of them, you know, without me being involved 
were able to actually get mom to the toilet from the bed to the wheelchair, the wheelchair to the toilet, to sit on the toilet and actually use the toilet, which was, I know for most people hearing this, I was like, yeah, what's the big deal? Somebody used the toilet. But she has had been doing that before the hospital, but had not done that in the hospital, had not done that since the hospital. And they were able to get that done on two occasions, which was a battle royale. It wasn't easy, but um, they were able to get that done. And what we look for from the professionals is, you know, how can we do this better? How can we make this easier? Are there some tools you can suggest, even if it means, you know, buying something out of pocket even at this point? Um, but they don't know. They, they, they don't have the ability, that type of information is specialized, I guess. There are certain people who work with people with dementia who know how to do it. And, you know, there are YouTube videos where they help. And, and that does help. Trust me when I tell you, Google University, I um, have a master's degree in various subjects on Google University. So believe me, I am always going there to find answers. And it has been helpful but at points, you, know, you just wish you could just pay somebody who's an expert to come in and take care of that and the tools. You know, the hospital bed definitely has helped with just positioning uh, mom in the bed, making sure there's no pressure sores, no bed sores. The wheelchair, you just heard me talk about using that to just get her from the bed to the bathroom and even just a break from being in the bed all day, uh, having her sit up in the wheelchair, we can wheel her around to the table or you know in front of the television. And that just really has been helpful having those basic tools. We did the hospital, I guess, would not provide a bedside commode. So we bought one of those and they weren't that expensive, by the way. I think it was only $40, $50 or something like that. However, she does not even use that. That is something that, you know, interestingly enough, I guess my mom still has some capacity enough to know this is not a bathroom. This thing is a bucket on the side of the bed and I'm not going to go on a bucket on the side of the bed. But getting her in the real bathroom on a real toilet with the, you know, the little height extender for the seat, she did go there. So it's whew, Definitely a journey. It's an uphill, uphill battle. But I got to say, you know, there is something about that whole thing of providing the care and being a better service provider for your loved one than the system can provide. But of course, as her care requirements increase, it can't continue. It, 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 I also feel the burden of what is required because my mother's mindset isn't quite there. So it is a journey and I don't know where it's going to go next. I know, of course, I was thinking long term care facility is necessary a nursing home or a memory care place. And that search and that journey is still in progress. It's a process and I'm just figuring it out. 
And so you are here listening to how I try to figure it out. And so that's where we are. Generally speaking, mom is in a better place figuratively and literally. She is doing better. She is not eating as well. Her appetite hasn't come back completely, but she is eating and she is drinking. And so one day at a time, that's all I can say. One day at a time. And so that music means we are at the end of this week's podcast. Thank you for listening to Dementia in Black and White. Until next time, take care of your loved one. Absolutely, that's important. Very important. But also remember, especially as all the changes and the stress is happening, to take care of yourself. Self-care is even more important. Until next week, I'm out. I'm out.